Recovery Radio, KMP3, Thousand Oaks. Listening to the Recovery Radio podcast on KMP3. I am a member of Alcoholics Anonymous and I will be your host. You can email me at sarcasticbigbook at gmail. Follow me on Instagram at sarcastic.aa.book. Visit my websites, recoveryradiokmp3.com. For the books, go to sarcasticbigbook.com. And, as always, I'm so glad you're here with me. I don't know if your day's just getting started, or just winding down, or it's somewhere right in the middle, but here we are. You and me, and I am glad for that. I have no desire to drink today. I did a written inventory a few days ago. So I started to have conversations with myself about what an asshole someone is. I started to have sort of a back and forth so I wrote it out just like I was doing step four more resentments than I thought came out and I wrote the first four columns searched myself to see if I had any fears if there's anything wrong with my column six and uh, I feel a lot better today I really do try to live what is in that book I think I think it's the right way for me to live to be as unblocked as I can from a higher power so I could be useful when I'm thinking about myself I don't think I am able to channel anything permanently valuable that is the conclusion I've come to over the years so I do try to stay unblocked as I can read my inventory to somebody fortunately I did not need to make any amends 
I did, however, become inspired to reach out to some people. Try and demonstrate the power of good. I don't know. Today, I wanted to talk about my experience in AA with being able to do what I love. Everyone has something inside them that some kind of, I don't know, there's, there's things everybody loves. There's definitely things that I love and I was very worried when I got sober I wasn't going to be able to pursue any of those things for me it's a lot of stuff a lot of stuff I had shut down with my drinking a lot of stuff I could not participate in anymore I lost interest in, lost hope for. When I was a little boy, we used to go camping. And where we went camping was pretty, pretty magical because the weather was kind of perfect and there's no bugs. That's kind of rare. A lot of camping I learned later on when I started camp all over the United States <laughs> isn't like that. It's muggy, there's bugs, there's all kinds of things. I was scared to death by a praying mantis one time. We were in Utah <laughs> many years ago playing cards by a lantern and a big praying mantis landed right in front of me on on my on the table right in front of me and then just slowly I'd never seen one I don't think at that point. I was in my early 20s and it slowly turned its head and stared at me <laughs> and I wasn't used to camping with bugs so I did what any mature person would do I grew a huge white beard instantly peed my pants screamed, jumped up ran into the darkness <laughs> but anyways when I was growing up I used to love camping I used to camp pretty close to the ocean and that whole world for me was kind of slowly ravaged by drinking eventually uh, still going camping outings for a while but they were more and more heinous there were more I mean the last time I remember camping while I was still drinking was a nightmare it was in a town called Gorman and um, I say Gorman like that on purpose if you know anything about Gorman and maybe you're listening and you're in Gorman if you're in Gorman and you're listening, you still get why I'm saying it that way. It was I spent I mean you could basically ride ATVs and 
drink and do drugs. That's kind of what happens there. It's just wasps and motorcycle engines. Anyways, so that all kind of unraveled that whole world. One of many, many things that just kind of went away. And I remember when I was, I don't know, a few months sober, maybe. I don't even know. I don't even want to say that. I don't know how sober I was. Sometime within my first year, around my first year, maybe. Nine months. I don't know. I remember thinking. I used to have a coffee machine in my bedroom, a big one, a big Mr. Coffee right by my bed. And I would wake up and put on records and sit there and drink coffee and chain smoke and look out the window and contemplate, complicate things. But anyways, one time I was doing that and, um, I was thinking about camping and I was thinking, could I go? Like, I don't have any adult. I didn't have any adults in my life, really, outside of AA. I didn't really have. It's just kind of me. And um, I never woke up and, you know, I didn't have a family outside of AA. So I was just, I was thinking, can I go camping? Like, is that a thing? Can I do that? Is that possible? How would you do that? It may seem weird, but it was just, I was just learning everything all over again and for the first time. I just didn't have a clue how to be a functioning member of society in the most pedestrian ways. I just didn't know. I remember thinking, I can go camping. I can go camping and because I liked that. I loved that when I was little. Alcohol ruined that for many years. But I remember my soul was like, I want that back. I'll schedule a camping trip. So I did. There were maybe four five of us, a couple people from AA. Some firewood. Went to the store, bought a bunch of snacks. Went down there. Smell those smells. Campfire. Campfire smoke, hear those sounds, pots, pans, clanking, tent zippers, going up and down all over the place. Oh. And it was absolutely thrilling, eventually. After I 
kind of felt safe to enjoy that because I just didn't know how to enjoy fully things. I was just worried it was about, all about to fall apart. I was so used to things being built on a mountain of horseshit that I just was waiting for the other shoe to drop for a long time. I was just... But eventually, I remember, I remember one time driving down this long canyon under this tunnel to get to the beach where I was going to camp again. And, um, you know, sometimes you just take like a mental snapshot of stuff. You don't know why. There's a bunch of stuff you try to remember that you don't remember, but then there's just things that your soul just takes a picture of for no reason that you can discern. I was driving down there. I was just going in the, under this tunnel, and there's this Cat Stevens song. I was blasting. I just took this picture of this, like, that has stayed with me for 30 years. It's just... It's a song called Hard-Headed Woman, by the way, if you're interested. Right when the drums come in, right in the middle of it. Anyways, I just took this picture of that. And it just, I don't know, for some reason I can't explain, became like a defining moment in my sobriety. Where I, I just couldn't believe how much my soul was waking up and I could be allowed to enjoy life and do things that I loved. Big Book says, if we're spiritually fit, we can go anywhere and do anything. And it took me a while to trust that and understand that enough to feel safe in the world. But, boy, a thrill. been able to do what I love in my life exactly as much as I've chosen to do that it took me a while to learn how to do that but now I do it all the time it is best things about being alive so if you're new and you're wondering about whether or not you'll ever be able to do things that you love my experience is that the 12 steps Connect one's heart with their head. Set them free. It's the opposite of confining. It's the opposite of chains. And I believe if, if it doesn't feel that way, there's something 
cat. It'd be very empowering. Well, that's it. I'm gonna leave. I didn't even bring up my coffee. I got it right here. You can bring it up. Don Francisco's hazelnut Trader Joe's French roast. It's right here. I'm looking at it. I haven't even had any of it. I'm gonna take a sip right now. It's probably when somebody walks by, you're listening to this. They're like, what are you listening to? I'm just listening to somebody drinking coffee. It's really good. It's a really funny show. It's really great. It's really deep. Huh. I just thought of something. The very first time I ever had Don Francisco's hazelnut was when I was camping, when I was new. No wonder I love it so much. And I want to say one thing about the coffee while I'm on the subject before I go. I bring up that it's Don Francisco's hazelnut because I've had a lot of hazelnut, and frankly, I don't like it normally. Normally, flavored coffee tastes like trash to me. But this actually tastes <laughs> really good. Anyways, drop me an email if you want, sarcasticbigbook at gmail.com. Follow my Instagram page, sarcastic.a.book. Do have some exciting guests coming up on the show? been talking to Jay Moore, the comedian, is going to be on here um, as soon as that all works out. And um, yeah, I don't know what else to say right now. Got a lot of modeling shoots today. I got like four of them. Um, I'm in a European magazine called One-Armed Bandits. And it's just like these photo spreads of these these really sexy people doing um, push-ups with one arm. And they put different things on your back just to show how strong you are. So anyways. <laughs> All right, waiter. <laughs> I make myself laugh. You're like, yeah, I know. It's really, really, really adorable. All right. I want to say hello to Chelsea and the Canadians. I want to say uh, hello to um, Alex the girl. And uh, if anybody needs to hear it, I will say that everything is okay. I do not know why my life was saved, but I am going to go try to live a life that was worth saving, and I hope you do the same.